And hello and welcome, and it's to the newly formatted Sports Daz Komogi. My name is Killian Whelan, and over the next few weeks, we'll be preparing for the start of the All-Ireland Championship with some in-depth analysis and reaction. As always, we urge you, the listener, to get involved and feel free to contact us on the Sports Daz media. Now, in part one, we meet our new contributor to Sports Daz Komogi and reflect on some Komogi news. Joining us in part two will be Tipperary manager Bill Milani on their preparations for the upcoming All-Ireland Championship and to wrap it up in part three we preview the ulster final and leinster quarter final so who is our new contributor well we give a big welcome to a camogie legend in her own right known the length and breadth of the country an all-ireland winner for club and county a multiple soaring star award winner and an ashburn cup all-star Fanula carr very good afternoon and thanks for joining sports Daz camogie thank you very much for asking killian i've probably filled your head there a little bit with all of that Fanula but like over a 20 year career or thereabouts at Senior Camogie um, you know it's not a bad little role of honour to have is it? Um, probably not when you list them all off there but a lot of that came like a lot both those All-Ireland wins came at the end of my career so I played for a long time and didn't have a lot of success and I think the enjoyment of Camogie um, kept me going and but then I really appreciated it and was grateful for it towards the end of my career. Um, and I think I just learned to take it as it was. And the success was a bonus, to be honest, at still playing at like 36 years of age and being competitive against people who are a lot younger than you. Um, it was as enjoyable on that side of things. And then winning the All-Irelands was obviously a big bonus. Yeah, because as you said, it took a little bit of a while to get there. Does that make them then more, you're more appreciative of them than when you finally did get them? Yes, most definitely. Like we would have had success with Jordanstown whenever I was with Purcell Cups and even, you know, our our first county title was pretty special. Um, but when you're young, we, we got to our first All-Ireland final in like 2004 or something. You know, I was 20 years of age and probably thought that this was going to happen all the time. It wasn't until 2014 that I actually won. So when you're younger, you, you kind of think that this will, oh, this is great. This is going to happen every year. Then you have to go through a lot of heartbreak before you get any wins. So I definitely appreciated the winning as I get older. And when you look at it as well, 2004 happens and you probably, as you say, you lose and you're thinking, right, we'll, we'll bounce back next year. It's seven years before you get back there. And then they're like, there's a little spell there, uh, Fanula, that, you know, you are challenging, but unfortunately you suffer the heartbreak losses. Yeah, a lot of it as well, I think, is sort of is mindset. You kind of get used to the hard luck stories and, you know, not getting over the line. And then when you do, it's, you know, it's a shock. Um, we beat Derry one year and they in the semi-final and then we went on to play I think it was Armagh in the Ulster final and at that stage you had to win your province to get through to the All-Ireland series and we were caught in the Ulster final by Armagh and you know we were probably the third best team as well in Ulster between behind Derry and Antrim so whenever we started when, when we beat one, we had to go and beat the other and we weren't always able to do that. That changed then towards the, in, in the end of my career where we beat Derry and then we were able to go on and beat Antrim or vice versa. And we became probably the best team in Ulster. So 
I think there was a shift in mindset and also, you know, a, lot, a good group of players came together at a good time. Yeah, and, you know, as I said, you eventually have that victory in 2014 to make it up into intermediate grade. And you probably plug along then for a number of years and, and are within reach, but it never really happened um, until you kind of push Cork again then a number of years ago. And then we finally get over the line again with, the, the, I suppose, the COVID hit championship as it was. But it, it was a fascinating tale, as we said, winning it just before Christmas then in 2020. Yeah, when we won in 2014, we, actually, we had spent so long trying to win that junior championship. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we finally did win, a lot of people went different ways mm-hmm. and the, t- the core of the team didn't stay together to push on then to compete in intermediate. Um, it took us, it took down probably four to f- four years then. And like 2018, yeah, we got to the Hawthorne final. We won the Ulster Championship, but there was a lot of turmoil in that year too. And to reach an All-Ireland final, was an achievement, like it really was an achievement in itself. I always believed that Down had the players um, individually, but maybe didn't train collectively hard enough together in order to win and get those tight margins. 2018 gave the belief, well, hold on, we have a good team here. We won an Ulster Championship. We have a good team. 2019 then, we were we were beaten by Westmead, who were a very good team, but we totally underperformed on the day. I think we had like, 14 or 15 wides and you know our shot to conversion rate was in around 30% and you can't win we were beaten by a point and you can't win games whenever you're only converting 30% of your scores so there was a lot of soul searching done after that game and then we regrouped again kept that panel together regrouped again and went hard then in the COVID year you know we did in sort of on Zooms and we have programs to follow and you know with COVID happening and there wasn't a lot else going on everybody stuck to the stuck to the training and it was done and you know that training stood by us then that we were able to go and compete and win the All-Ireland in December. Yeah, and it, as I said, it, it was novel in lots of ways um, because obviously you got to play, you know, near neighbours in, in the final as well. And, you know, I think everyone was just delighted to be able to see matches, I think. So it, it really must have um, been an exciting time in, in, in a way, Fanula, because there was lots of things going on, let's say. It was great. And it was also great for us as a group because we, we were quite close. Mm. Whenever that COVID was happening, everything was in lockdown, but we were able to go and train. Mm. Um, you were able to go train together, train hard. I give you complete another um, mental refresh away from COVID for you know three times a week for, you know, for six months. We weren't you went to train and you didn't even talk about COVID, whereas everybody else was consumed by it. <laughs> yeah. so it was a breath of fresh air, really. Um, the group became very close and we bonded quite well, and I think that was reflected on our performances on the field as well. Mm. Let's turn to the club because the breakthrough finally happens in down in I think it was two thousand and seven. You you have uh, several titles obviously since that, and uh, you even then do something that Dad never got to do because he he obviously you know and I, I watch him growing up being able to get to Crow Park with Down and and, and win two All Ireland titles. But he, I think one of the things he always says is that he never got to do something with his club at that kind of level, and he finally got to do it, and you got to do it in Crow Park as well. Yeah, that was amazing. That will never, ever, that would be one of life experiences that's never, never um, topped. Like to be for 30 girls or 25 girls to bring a whole village 
Pinty Down, down to Croke Park to see our club crest on the big screen in, in Croke Park. It meant so much to so many people. The lady who designed the crest in Clindoff actually lived next door to my granny and my nana and granda. Um, and I knew, I obviously grew up with and pretty much grew up in nana and granda's house. And the lady next door designed the crest. So there's so many close bonds um, when it comes to the club. You've, you not only have like sisters and cousins and brothers and cousins and everybody playing, there's such a unique bond. Um, but it means so much to so many people. Like it wasn't just Clindoff Camogie team, and Camogie doesn't be as well followed. Um, it wasn't a Camogie team that was there in Croke Park that day. It was Clindoff, and it brought a whole village together. And you know, the final whistle and seeing our crest with all Ireland champions on it, it was just phenomenal. Like there was genuinely people crying because the Clindoff crest was up in the big screen in Croke Park, and I don't think that can ever be underestimated on the impact that sport can have on a wider community. But well, uh, Definitely a phenomenal time, I'd imagine, then when you were coming towards, let's say, the, the end of your career, that uh, so much started to fall in place then with, with winning, obviously, in all Ireland with your club and, and then with the county. Yeah, we got greedy then. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, got greedy and I think success breeds success. Um, and we were able to sustain it as well. So it wasn't just a flash in the pan. You know, Clinduff had competed for county titles. We won our first one in 2007, but it was like 2019, was it 2019, 18-19 season that we actually, it took us to get to Croke Park. You know, there's a lot of heartbreak along the way there as well. And we won our first couple of county titles and that that group, you know, went its separate ways and people retired and you maybe wondered, would you ever win another county title? And then you persevere, you stick at it, you stay committed, you work hard, another group comes through, another bit of fresh talent, and then you end up on a journey that takes you to Crook Park, which is which is a great story. Yeah, absolutely great story indeed. And uh well look, and you're not done with uh, winning awards in in lots of ways, uh, Fanula. I know on the I suppose on the personal front and on the business front, you, you, you've stepped out with a new business and the GPA uh, awarded you the Startup Entrepreneur of the Year quite recently with your new company, Marvel Power. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, started up Marvel Power 2000, a few years ago, um, seen an opportunity in the market. Um, my background was like Fondies around and plan sustainable development and I was working for a company called Panda at the time. Uh, we've seen an opportunity in the market. Energy has become such a had become such a big thing. It has completely exploded in the last year or two. So I took a bit of a leap of faith and took a chance and I set up the company and we started off doing LED retrofits and we moved into solar then. So what we do is we do solar panel retrofits and commercial rooftops. And the main aim of the business is to reduce um, company's energy. Uh, consumption and get them electricity savings and while it's you know it's pretty uncertain in energy terms at the minute it's great for our business because you're able to help businesses future proof their electricity rate and their electricity supply so it's been good hard but good okay well that's uh, obviously something that's keeping you occupied over over the last while and uh, I, I presume if you don't mind me saying uh, you, you know life has got even busier I believe in, in, in the last couple of months as well with uh, a little package arrived also for you yeah a little stork arrived there and just in February with baby Finn so any sort of camogie or 
business achievements or rewards that have come in the past has been surpassed by Mr. Finn. He's great. So I'm very lucky because he's such a good baby. Okay, well, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on Finn over the next uh, while. Let's see, uh, does the car influence uh, rub off on him on, on his career? But we, we, we wish you the best of luck, and uh, obviously uh, with Finn as he can, uh, continues to grow, uh, Fanula. And uh, great that you were able to share those few uh, minutes with us. But uh, we are bringing you, of course, on board as a contributor to Sports Stars Camogie. So you got to earn your corn here now. And mm-hmm. um, let's have a look a little bit at, the, at, at Camogie news and what's been happening in, in, in recent times. I'm intrigued about your thoughts on the impact Davy Fitzgerald maybe is having with Cork. Um, we've definitely seen a difference in the Cork style of play and whatever in, 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 in the last while. So there must be some element coming through there. But I'm a little bit perplexed by the fact that Cork were playing a Camogie match last weekend and Davy Fitzgerald as coach to that team was doing punditry work with the national broadcaster at the same time. I'm just intrigued by your thoughts. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of the Davy setup in Cork, but I think first of all, Cork are sort of my dark, or one of my is, is actually my favourite for the All Ireland this year. Um, they were very good and unlucky last year in the final. They beat Kilkenny and then they were unlucky against Galway. Um, I watched the league final again this year. I love their style of play. I love the way they were playing, particularly in the first half. Their work rate is always phenomenal and. I just, the Davy influence is clear to see in the coaching. It's the other stuff that sometimes comes with Davy that would, you know, it would cause you to worry. Um, I don't know the man personally, but he's a fairly active character along the sideline. Um, he, he had that disciplinary incident at the start of the year whenever they were involved in, in a match. And instead of talking, while it's, while com- publicity for Camogie is good, Instead of talking about the great game that it was or the great play that was involved in that game, it became about Davy Fitz disciplinary along the sideline. The thing about the punditry, I'm sure he made them aware of other sort of commitments at the start of the year, but that would cause me to concern because for a team to win, I think there has to be massive player buy-in but it's also a management team that's required as well. I don't know if something like that will be sustainable. Like I would, if, it, if Cork are winning, it's going to be great and there's going to be no problems and there'll be no questions asked. If Cork have a bad performance or if they don't win or if they don't do well, the spotlight will then become and the role that Davy Fitz played. Now, he's no agent either. He wouldn't be involved with Cork if he didn't think that they could win the All-Ireland. Um, I would have concerns that, you know, who's the boss in Cork? I know Matthew um, took on the, the management role this year, um, a really genuine man. Um, he took over from Pottymore, who had been there for a couple of years. And I would just worry for Matthew a small bit that, you know, he's manager. Davy's causing ruckus on the sideline. He's not there on one of the big games of the year. Um so where does that sort of lead the dynamic then between coach and management? Um, and that's where, that's where I would have a bit of concern. It's great if they're winning. And if they're not winning, I could, you know, the bandwagon might come apart. 
Yeah, it's a, it, it kind of you, you echo my thoughts there entirely, and it's not a, and we're not doing any kind of assassination on Davy Fitzgerald. He's perfectly entitled to do what he wants to do, and obviously, if Matthew Toomey is quite happy with it, that's the the most important thing. And the and the Cork team, I just I, I feel it could bring, as you've rightly mentioned there, some kind of negativity towards uh, the group. But well, we'll wait and see. They've qualified for a Munster final, and uh, they've all that to look forward to, of course, with the All Ireland series coming up, and they won't be, as you rightly said, too far away. I would imagine. Uh, before we move on into the final uh, section uh, of, of our part one here, uh, Fanula, we're hearing that the Camogie Association are shortly to have their communications uh, department sorted out, that there's a, an executive appointed and there will be a manager, I believe, um, due to get underway, I, I was told, at the start of May. So we're obviously looking forward to seeing them take the role next week, I would imagine, at some point. What are you hoping, you know, a communications manager, we haven't seen one now since effectively and officially since Keen Nelson left. And we know Keen was a, was a major driving force in the promotion of the, the Camogie Association. But what, what are you looking for from a communications manager now as we drive on with the change even in the amount of publicity Camogie is attempting to get and with streaming and live coverage? What are you hoping for? I think getting Camogie in the press for the right reasons. Um too many things have made the press in recent years for sort of fixture clashes and off off field activities, um, time costs to decide games, you know, clashes and dual players. It's time to see Camogie as a sport. You know, time to reward the girls for the the skills that they have, the athleticism. Like they have done great work in revising the rules. You know, in fairness, Kathleen Woods. They agreed there was a problem. Camogie was becoming hard to watch because, you know, you couldn't touch someone without it being a free. Mm-hmm. It was becoming hard to watch. It wasn't really enjoyable. It wasn't enticing people to follow the games. Um, they sorted that out. They recognised there was a problem. Went, set up the the rules review committee, um, introduced a few changes, like innovative things such as a, a, a quick free from your hand um, from inside the 45 um, the physicality introducing the physicality like Camogie is not in any way a dirty game like you rarely see dirty strikes off the ball or any of that stuff that happens it is physical the girls are athletes now They've, their strength and conditioning is off the charts uh, they put as much work into the gym as they do into their skills and as a result you have better players competing at a higher level with a higher skill set and to be able to show that on TV, now I know they've announced that RTE is going to show nine live games, mm. but even the streaming service being able to show, you know, some of the games last year, I was involved with Down Juniors, but I could watch the Down Seniors in the streaming or the lo- the club, the local club championships, all Ireland club championships, where you were able to watch them streaming, you know, using modern technology and getting Camogie out there to as many people as possible in a positive light is is huge um i know they, they suffered for a long time because they didn't have a sponsorship um, it sort of left the association for the first couple of months wondering you know what's going on and where is it going then dimplex are now involved they have their communications manager and hopefully all those things are steps in the right direction because at the end of the day we've such a unique game it really is the fastest field sport for girls in the world and being able to recognize that and publicize that is is huge 
Yeah, well, we hopefully look forward, as you said, to seeing the communications department up and running and uh, promoting the game at the top end. And uh, we look forward to lots of uh, promotion of Camogie over the next uh, while. Uh, so that's the views of uh, Fanula for the moment. Uh, but we're going to take a break because that's the end of uh, part one. Do stay with us. I like listening sports dads because I like to listen to ladies football and ladies Camogie. Right, and you're welcome back to part two. I am joined now by Bill Milani, the Tipperary manager. And uh, Bill, thanks to you for joining us. No panic, Helen. Bill, looking at it, uh, I know you have obviously bigger things uh, at hand coming through the summer. But uh, let's firstly look at the fact that obviously you have a game uh, this weekend coming up in the Munster semi-final. Yeah, look, we have uh, no the Munster Championship is 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 the next step after the league. So we have a big game against uh, Clare on Sunday. You know, um, Clare are going well. They had a, a, a fairly good uh, league campaign. It's going to be very tough, uh, very physical. You know, um, I expect it to be a great battle between the two of us, uh, neighbours again. You know, well used to playing Clare over the years, and uh, nothing has ever been easy, not never taken for granted either. So you know, expect a big challenge for our lads. You know. And and great in a way, Bill, as well. You know, the, let's have your, your thoughts on having these games as double headers because you know you're getting to be in the head of a, a, a big clash in Simple Stadium this coming Sunday. Yeah, look, I think it's brilliant, and a long time coming, and I'm delighted, and you know, really thankful for the Monster GA as well for for organising it uh, along with the Monster Camogie um, 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 Council as well. Uh, it's great. Uh, and it's hard to, hard to describe it uh, other than it being great. Uh, we were in the Gaelic grounds on Saturday evening before the uh, Limerick-Waterford match, another great game as well, and um, it was fantastic. Um, the girls were, um, both teams, I would say, really really looked forward to it, enjoyed it when they got there. Um, the end of the match, I mean, there was whatever, 25, 27,000, uh, and it's not that often that uh, Camogie gets that exposure, be it on telly or in front of an audience like that too, and I think we served up a, a good game between ourselves and Limerick. And again, the same thing has been repeated now next Sunday. Uh, for we're looking to get over Limerick there, meeting Clare in front of a Clare and Cork crowd again. Mm. We'll, hopefully, we'll get on and meet in front of a Tipperary crowd at some stage. Mm. Yeah. But um, but um, but yeah, look, it's 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 a privilege and a, a real um, a real um, delight for the players to be getting such exposure and for Camogie in general to be getting to be getting such exposure. And as I say, hopefully it um, it 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 beds in and uh, it'll happen again every year or every year going forward. Not nothing better than playing in front of a crowd. You know, we didn't have it for two years. Um, you know, and um, and uh, it's great for Camogie itself. You know, the GA lads might be used to it, but um, um, I think they to really take the 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 Camogie to another level as well with exposure and like you know global, never mind national. Um, um, is is excellent as well. And and Bill, what what are your thoughts on the fact myself and Darren have had this uh, discussion over the last uh, couple of months or whatever that it's now down to the the Camogie family to support this that you know people will be kind of thinking in their head okay Cork are playing Clare that matches at 2 o'clock we're heading for that not thinking maybe about the Camogie match it, it, it ultimately does lie if anyone's going to support it that the Camogie crew have to come out and be there at 12 o'clock let's say yeah, and exactly it. Like, and it might be that until it really gets bedded in, you know. Mm. So, like, I mean, we have to we have to put on a good show. Like, you know, we have to like, you know, make this an attractive um, match game as well, uh, so that players or so that um, you know the GA community and the Camogie community say, Jesus, we'll get to that one first. We'll have a break, and the next we mm. we get a double bonus that we're playing to seeing the lads play it after it. Do you know, a, fun, a funny thing like last um, Sunday morning. Now I was going to the I went to Clare. We're playing the tip in the in the junior uh, monster quarter final. 
final as well. And in fairness, like that was in the rag, it wasn't in the in in Central Stadium. And in fairness, there was a huge clear and tip crowd at it, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I know I know it wasn't in front of the biggest crowd, but like they, uh, a fair crowd knew about it and dropped into the rag. And I mean, there had to be two, three hundred people at which is uh, which which yeah. which, which was an excellent um, attendance. <laughs> and I know they had reason to go on and go to the next match. So can you imagine what it would be like then if we really got it embedded and uh, and mm-hmm. you know like Cork were playing Kilkenny in front of Cork Kilkenny in an All Ireland semi final quarter final um, uh, in the GEA as well. I mean, like really, um, um, if we could get it to that level, embedded into that level, I mean, like you know, like you never know where it would go, you know. But you're right, and it is up to us as a community, as a Camogie community, but as a larger GEA community as well, like to give it the respect and um, and come in and enjoy it and see that the game is a very skillful game um, played by great players um, that you know that you've heard about but not seen so now is your opportunity to get in and see them you know Looking at it Bill then let's head back to Sunday and and what it means ultimately in preparation for the All-Ireland series Um, you know the games obviously from the league to the championship the condensed season everything is going to come quite fast Uh, you know having this Munster championship having good games do you think it uh, warms you up nicely and obviously there's a title there to be won and everything like that as well but you know do you think it sets you up well then for the All-Ireland championship well, yeah, I do. And I look, I mean, as you said it yourself, uh, like the, there is a title there. So there's, worth, there's something worth going after. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you are getting the added bonus benefit as well of, like, you know, learning your team and getting a match or, 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 or sharp for the All Ireland series, which is going to be very, very competitive this year. Like, uh, in particular, our group, I think. Uh, and, you know, so, like, I mean, we're taking everything from the Monster Championship like that that we can. Delighted to get over Limerick because it gives us an extra, very, very, very hard game uh, against Clare. And we're meeting Clare in the group stages as well. Of our all Ireland series, so mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, both of us will want to win it. Both of us will want to um, um, establish a, a base or a form uh, and continue that going into it. Because by the end of the, if if we if we win or lose Sunday, like I mean, we have another competitive match, and that's what we want to be to be very sharp, ticking over going into the All Ireland series. Because you have to be ready. And as you said yourself, they're week after week after week mm-hmm. um, um, of matches where there's everything to play for, and a mistake along the way could set you back a bit. You know, we're delighted with. With the Monster Championship, as I say, like that, we got over Limerick, so we know we have two very hard matches. Uh, if we get over Clare on Sunday, two very hard matches under our belt, and we have a possibility of a third, you know. Hmm. Yeah, well, that obviously bodes well. So, yeah. for for the camp, then, uh, Bill, you know, like obviously the way the league was. Unfortunately, no semi-finals. So you you know that the, the the scenario, the way it worked out in Dugan Park that day, uh, you know, saw your league come to an end. Um, even though you know you're only within a a puck of a ball of it, and the way obviously that game ultimately ended. But you know, wh- where is this crew at? Because you know, I I don't mean to be putting pressure on you, but there would be a lot of maybe some of us, including myself, maybe our pundits otherwise might say this tip team now needs to start maybe showing that it can compete with the with the other three that you know, tip are in there as tar- part of a four. So let's maybe start to see now if tip are going to be considered for all Irelands, do they have to be taken down the Galways, Corks and Kilkenny's? Well, I mean, like no matter who you are, uh, any county, you have to be taken down the the the, the Cork, Kenny, and Galway when you meet. We want to get to an All Ireland final, semi final, or win it. You know, yeah. But look, we 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 we've had remarkable progress over the last three, four, five years. We're we're at a stage, I think, where we're very competitive. And you're right. I mean, everybody does ask us, like you know, we need to take one of them, and we do. Um, I'd feel the last day that we did. Uh, only the the results results shows something different, you know, and uh, and that's not looked. That's not a 
I'm not going back over history or anything like that. But we've shown we can. I mean, at the start of the COVID as well, we 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 beat Galway in Dugan Park as well. Only the following day, the 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 league final was pulled. We weren't going ahead. So you know, I think we've established that we can. Even last year's semi final against Galway, um, uh, you know, we're competitive against Kilkenny as you see in the league, but we're just not killing the game. Uh, and in the in 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 the, in the last couple of times we've been there, we we've we've made them worry, uh, made them have to fight and, and win as well. But we, as you say, and I agree with you, we have to take one um, and and uh, hopefully then the, everything falls into place for us. But you know, to be fair, like there's no guarantees or anything. It is sport. Uh, and I mean, like, you know, Cork going out against us or against Water or against like, you know, Limerick, whatever, Clare, pick any team. You mean like you still have to go out and perform. You still have to go out and and show up and and, and every player and, uh, 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 on or starting the game or on the sideline have to have to um, produce on the day. Uh, I think we are producing on the day. We're just like not we're we're narrowly missing out on the on the on the win side of it, if you want to put it that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you're still showing progress, and I'm sure Bill, you would have been quite happy with the league that you got to blood a few new players who have, I have to say, seriously put their hand up. Yeah, you know, and that's what it's all about too. You know, do you want the management team to be scratching their head and almost worried about um, uh, announcing the starting fifteen? That they you know a couple of players not up. Jesus, do I have to do it anymore? You know, and uh, and that's to sign a panel and having a good panel and the people that are competitive within the panel. You know, trying to get the trying to get their their, their position on it. And when they, if they don't start and do come on, you know that they're 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 really like um, exposing you as saying, you you, you 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 picked you didn't pick me. You picked the wrong team. Maybe like I mean and that's what you want that's what we that's what we enjoy as management as well is that the players are putting their hand up buying in and you're right to answer your question again um, directly uh, Killian that uh, we did um, we did find more players but we have to and every 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 panel has to find players because I mean as you know like we're, we're, we're hit with injuries too so we have to find players to cover for those for those on the um, um, on the sideline through injury and um, and they're working their way to get back into it but you know like an injury can happen in a match too and you have to be able to look down and trust all your players which we do and all the managers for any 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 team would say that you have to trust your panel and you have to trust the players that are available to you we're in an enviable position I suppose that we have those players that have fought hard during the winter and put their hands up and are, are, are fighting for positions and want to get at um, 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 other county teams you know so finally then I know you're not obviously looking beyond uh, this weekend. But my question is the Munster Championship obviously doesn't feed into the All-Ireland series. So we're still ticking along towards that, Bill. You know, where, where are Tipperary right now is my final question to you in, in, as we plan for May the 21st. Yeah, well, where we are is we're, we're, we're you know, as I said, like we're taking this competition very seriously. Uh, we need it as a platform for the championship, and this is one of the best ways of getting ready without challenge matches. Like you're getting good, good competitive uh, matches in. So, so that's where we are. We're developing towards trying to get to a monster final, trying to get a trophy, and uh, and and move and move on from there. It's um, we're in a good place. We're training hard. Uh, players seem to be happy, and um, and um, hopefully, like it shows on the field, you know. I like listening to sports dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him. Darren Kelly. Andrew, welcome back to the third and final part of this week's Sports Stars Camogie. Uh, Fanula is with us, of course, uh, a new contributor on Sports Stars Camogie. Let's move on then to uh, the action. And uh, this weekend, um, 
couple of big games obviously to be decided and Ulster will begin with because there is the final there and uh, of course a group that you know quite well up against another crew that you know quite well with uh, Antrim taking on down in uh, Eden Dork and you know down people would have probably looked at the league and and and, and so forth Fanula how it, how it was but you know got got a result when it when it counted Mm-hmm. Antrim are probably still a bit sore by what happened in Crow Park and I would imagine if they had it all over again might approach it that little bit differently so what are we looking forward to this weekend? Um, I think it's going to be another very close contest um, the last couple of years have produced really good games between Down and Antrim um, a really high level of skills on display this year Antrim, Down are missing a couple of players and Antrim are also missing one or two, including Maeve Kelly, who was Intermediate Player of the Year last year. Um, I do know it took Down a couple of games to get started this year. When you're talking about the likes of Down and Antrim, they have players that would get on any team in the country, but they don't have the same volume of those players, the same quantity of those players. This year, Down were without Portaferry, who were, who reached the All-Ireland semi-finals in the club. So they were working off a small panel, which became a lot smaller and then it took Portaferry it takes a while to get over those club disappointments it took them a while to come back in they were a much better team against Offaly probably could have won by more um, competed well against Galway and then you know, when you're working so hard against teams like Galway the fitness and the strength and condition that we spoke about earlier comes into play and then the scoreline tends to build up towards the end they competed very well outside of the last the first sorry 15 minutes of the Tipperary game, which was their first game at the start of the year down in Tipperary. They fulfilled the fixture that a lot of girls that were making their senior county debuts, you know, and they were playing Tipperary who had been in the last couple of All-Ireland semi-finals. So it is a big step up. Antrim maybe feel hard done by with how the the game went in Crook Park. I think I don't think Chloe Doreen deserved to be sent off at all. I think that's the physicality that we spoke about earlier. There has to be a bit of common sense. They give out yellow cards and come sometimes for, you know, I just, I don't know what, like, um, I think it's going to be another very close game. Um, Andrum probably disappointed with, their, with not winning in Crook Park, but they competed very well against Wexford and, you know, they conceded the goals whenever they had 15 players in the field and then, you know, tighten things up and give them a good rattle. If it had stayed 15 on 15 and with the availability of Maeve Kelly, I don't I think they probably would have won. And mm. um, Down managed to stay in Division One. So all in all, I think they're very evenly matched teams. I think the experience of playing at a higher level in the last year, probably 18 months, will stand by down. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Antrim snuck it either. So I'm gonna put my down hat in my head and say Down's gonna go for the win, but I think it'll be very tight and it's going to be a very close encounter. Yeah, well, look, all the battles over the years with you have uh, had a little bit of taste to them. So the fact that you've been going on and winning all Ireland's in the last couple of years, I think it makes it a little bit tastier, doesn't it? Yeah, it's good. Like Andrew, they've never made, they haven't beaten down in a final in a few years now. Mm. Um, big game for Andrew for their the start to their senior championship debut then in the summer. So... Both teams, I think, meet again in the championship as well. Mm. Um, is it better to win now and have an Ulster title, or is it better for both teams and their development to 
to win in the summer and stay in Division One Camogie. Tough call, tough call. I don't know. Um, sometimes the win, the team that wins now might not win again in the mm. summer. Um, and I think they're they're very evenly matched, and I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I think so too. I think I, I think I know what you're saying, and you're you're putting up a good argument. But I actually think, in some ways, just for their, their own development, mm-hmm. when you consider where the last game that Antrim played was a loss, and obviously down or on a little bit of a flow upwards, probably, mm-hmm. you know, a win probably would do both of them a, a world of good in lots of ways. Yeah, um, they probably only need to win one game in their championship to to stave off the relegation. Mm. Um, I think down or on, on an upward curve. I wasn't at the Derry game last weekend, but I do think they were, I did hear that they were the better team and had a lot of missed chances. So maybe an extra time result, while it's great to grind out those victories, it maybe shouldn't have got that far from the down point of view. But it shows character as well. Um, I think just with Down and Andrew in the last couple of years in the rivalry, uh, Andrew will have a bit more of an edge in trying to, to take that step and beat them, and especially beat them in a final. Um and Dine will obviously want to stay one, one step ahead. So it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Yeah, it will be indeed how it all pans out. That game is at uh, 12.30 in Edendork on this coming uh, Saturday. Uh, let's turn to Leinster then. And also on Saturday, the Intermediate Championship gets underway there with Wexford and Meath at half 11 in St. Patrick's. That's uh, Belfield there in Enniscorty. At one o'clock, it's Dublin and Carlow. And that's at the Trinity Sports Ground in Santry. And in Camros, it's Leash versus Kilkenny at one o'clock. With the Leinster Senior Championship also gets underway. It's a double header in Enniscorty. It's Wexford against Kilkenny at one o'clock. And uh, Fanula, you, you know this is a potential of being, you know, a tough one to call really. Um, you know, because Kilkenny, we we don't know what kind of form maybe that they're in, and we have a Wexford County overall that are on a rising high uh, with their Camogie scenario. Um, so you know, could you, could you see maybe a little bit of a shock on the cards here? I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't. Um... I think Kilkenny were probably in a bit of an unknown territory. Um, we're beaten by Cork last year in the All Ireland semi final, and we feel that they should have won the game, especially when Cork went down to 14 players. I think Wexford are on an upward curve. I remember they played down in the Division One semi final or Division Two semi final league semi final last year, and their movement was phenomenal. It took down 20 minutes to, to even get it close to them. I think. They beat Antrim, who had 14 players. They are very good, don't get me wrong. I think it's another step up to play Kilkenny. Um, mm-hmm. They have fantastic forwards. I think Denise Gall is probably one of the best strikers of, of a slither in, in Harlan or Camogie. Um, I just think that they're probably more ahead in their in their development and they'll have a bigger eye on setting the benchmark for their summer. Yeah, and... You look at Brian Dowling as well. You know, even though Kilkenny are always considered in the top four, they are coming in a little bit this year under the radar, wouldn't you think? Very much so. And it's probably no harm either. Mm. Because when you're coming in under the radar, you can do a lot of work in the background and get yourself prepared and away from the hype and away from the headlines of on the favourites tags. The favourites this weekend, Kilkenny expect to win. Um Wexford will be going in as underdogs and happy to do so. They will they will give them a good game. It will be a good game of Camogie, but I expect Wex or I would 
expect Kilkenny to probably win by a few points mm. at the final whistle. Just a quick word on Wexford. You know, everything that Kevin Tatton has obviously achieved has been phenomenal in, in, in recent times. Um, you know, they were able to show it when they made it to an All-Ireland quarterfinal last year that, uh, you know, they're on they're on the way back. But that would be the worry that if they haven't learned the lessons from that quarterfinal last year and they start making similar mistakes this year, you know, that uh, they could find themselves, you know, on the back of a couple of beatings, couldn't they? They could. They got to the, the quarterfinals last year and they didn't get out of Division 2. This year mm. they managed to get out of Division 2. So... They obviously used that run to the quarterfinals to set them up this year for the league. That's going to be another 12 months down the line. Can they keep that going then until the summer? Um, we'll be very competitive in the summer. They should be aiming for a quarterfinal stage again. I don't know if they'll get past the quarterfinal stage this year either. Okay, well, there's the views of uh, Fanula as regards how Wexford are going to go, but they, they won't be. Uh, there could be as well somebody that could uh, be a bit of a dark horse in, in lots of ways still, um, and I'm sure they'll be coming back and directing. But uh, your nod for Kilkenny and you're going with your down hat uh, for the one in Ulster, yeah? I'm going with that, yeah. <laughs> Hearts are in the head and type in there, I think. Well, we'll see. We'll see how they plan out uh, when we call back and look at them next week. Um, also on this weekend, uh, Munster Senior Camogie semi-final. We heard from Bill Milani and uh, obviously Clare taking on Tipperary. That's at 12 o'clock in Semple Stadium. And on Monday, Clare play Cork in the junior semi-final and that's in Malik at, at 2 o'clock. Fanula, before we let you go, just a quick word on the double headers. You know, we, we're, we're getting to see it um, with with Munster. I've definitely got a bit more joined up thinking. I do know that obviously Leinster have worked out something that they're going to have the final played as a curtain raiser to one of the Leinster hurling championship games. Um, it has to be the way forward and definitely good to see for promotion. It's, yeah, definitely the way forward. If there's the opportunity is there and the opportunities will arise during the summer with, you know, football qualifiers and hurling qualifiers as well. If opportunity opportunities arises there has to be a willingness from the main county boards to work with the Camogie county boards um I know there was a few years ago there was an opportunity for a Camogie match to be played between before one of the down senior football games and you know down county board had no interest in it so there has to be a lot of work not just individual county boards yet it'll be you know nationally if the opportunity is there Let's have the double headers. Um, and I'm going to say I don't really like the, the word curtain raiser because you know you're putting the, the women's sport on the lower the step of the ladder there already. So I think there needs to be sort of a, a change in mindset as well, in that it's an opportunity to see two high quality intercounty games, one female, one male, um, and then just you know use it use both games in order to try and promote the women's game, but also, you know, treat it on the level playing field as the men. Yeah, well, you're dead right. And you've given me the slap on the wrist there straight off. And uh, no harm. There's your first day in and uh, she's already hit, uh, hitting a few low ones, but you're dead right. Yeah, you know, I, 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 well, I definitely meant I should have uh, said yes, uh, that, that, that going forward, double headers have to be, I think, a great way, I think, of promoting ultimately the game at uh, definitely when it comes around to uh, championship. But Fanula, uh, you've been good sport. We started off anyway on a good footing and uh, we're up and running on our uh, first uh, sports stars Kamogi under uh, this new team it's going to be myself and Fanula for the immediate future anyway unless somebody turns the key on us we'll see how we go 
As it's uh, our first one together, thanks to Fanula for her contribution and we look forward to more of uh, her from the coming weeks. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And don't forget, if you're here, you're a valued patron. Please tell your friends to join us because for just €5, Euro, you have access to some great content around women's GAA. You can check out sportsstaz.ie for more details. My thanks to Fanula Carr for joining me. I've been Killian Whelan. We'll talk to you next week.